On this fourth Sunday of Advent, we have heard um, from Luke's Gospel um, Mary's words of thanksgiving and praise um, to God for the son that she was going to deliver. And we are coupling with those words, these words from the prophet Micah, one of those very short little prophetic books that's behind the big three, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. And we are in chapter 5, and we will begin reading at verse 2. Listen for the word of God. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth. Then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord. In the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. I don't know about you, but there is something about this time of year. Maybe it's expectations. Maybe it's busier schedules than usual. I mean, there's a whole host of reasons. When um, my Stress level, my anxiety level tends to go up. Anybody else feel that way? You know, it's mostly female hands that go up. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, men, you've got your hiding place that you go when the female in your life, when her stress level goes up. <laughs> and I find that I, I tend to clench up a little more than usual, and, um, and I take this clenched upness out when I'm doing my errands. Yep. And so, um, say, pulling into a parking lot of a very busy shopping mall, and I can feel myself just clench up just a little bit more, wondering if I'm going to be able to get a parking place or if I'm going to have to, you know, park way back there. Um, or going into a very packed grocery store and hoping that I can navigate my buggy, if you're from the south, or cart, if you're from the north. Um, that's the conversation my mother-in-law and I have had. She said, buggy? What's a buggy? That's, you put a baby in that. Anyway. Um, and, you know, being, hoping that I can navigate through and um, hoping that I don't, cut anyone off when they're in front of the sample lady, right, you know, and then also feeling perturbed when someone is standing in front of the sample lady with their buggy and I can't get there, right, yeah. um, so it's very interesting, it's, and this really happened this year, and I've already heard a story um, from the early service of someone else who had um, 
something in the same vein happen as well. But so I was um, pulling into a very busy parking lot. Um, I was week before last, I think. And, uh, and there was a car that, that was in front of me that pulled into the parking lot. And, you know, we're going down the same aisle and I'm following behind this guy. And there's a parking space back there. And, um, and I was like, oh, man, he's going to get that parking space. And he drove past it and left it for me. Isn't that cool? And I can feel myself then begin to unclench a little bit. Or going into the grocery store, you know, and trying to navigate with my buggy or my cart. And, um, and, and realizing that I'm blocking somebody and I say, oh, I'm sorry, I'll move out of the way. And they're like, that's all right. It's cool. Oh, and I unclench a little more. There's something really interesting about this anxiety level, the stress level that we have, and, and thrown in with this is the whole issue of not enough time. They're all gathered in together. And considering what we are preparing to celebrate, the birth of the Prince of Peace, when it seems like there's not much peace. We look at our own context. We think to the events of 2015 and we recall that we have had eight days this year. Eight days is the longest period we have gone without a mass shooting in this country. That was back in April. And no wonder we're walking around clenched. And the more clenched we get, the more we grasp at things that will help us to feel what we think is secure. Think about what it is that makes you feel secure. It could be a host of things. It could be an alarm system on your house. It could be a big black dog in the backyard. It could be a really uh, nice uh, retirement account to think about the days to come. It could be a host of things. A good police force, a low crime rate. Think about those things that help you feel secure. And then think about if those things that help you feel secure, do they bring you a sense of peace? And then we consider what else is going on in the world. And the stories that come from people in other countries. Heartbreaking stories. Last Sunday in the Dallas Morning News was a story of a woman and her family who have come from Syria. They settled in Baltimore just this year. It was a three-year journey. They left Damascus in 2012. And she, through a translator, told the journal, the journalist what they had had to go through. They had, she and her husband have five daughters. And when they lived in Damascus and things began coming apart and the government began really clamping down on the people and there were some people that quit sending their children to school, but they did not want to do that. They wanted their daughters to continue to get an education. And so they would take them to school in the morning and then the daughters would walk home in the afternoon 
And then the government began parking tanks across the road. And their daughters would have to walk home through those soldiers and tanks. And then she gave birth to their sixth child, their first son. And he was born with jaundice. And so they would have to take him to the local hospital for treatments. And when he was seven days old, her husband took him to the hospital, left him there for a treatment. And for some reason, the hospital personnel told him that he could go and come back three hours later. And in that three hours, that hospital was bombed. And they lost their seven-year-old son, or their seven-day-old son. Heartbreaking stuff. Where, where is there security and peace in such a situation like this? Where are we to find it? And then we continue to grasp at things that we think will make us secure, kind of like blankets that we can wrap around ourselves and try to block out the violence and the noise and the stress and the anxiety. And we consider this text from Micah. And Micah's situation, the context in which this prophet lived, was also one in which there was a lot of unrest. He was from a little village called Morasheth that was a few miles southwest of Jerusalem in the southern kingdom of Judah. And during his lifetime, he watched what was going on in the northern kingdom. The Assyrians, the big superpower of the time, demanding tribute. And when nations would not pay what the Assyrians thought was the appropriate tribute, they would just conquer them, lay them waste. And during Micah's time, this happened in Damascus. Damascus fell to the Assyrians, and then they came on down into the northern kingdom, into Israel, and laid waste the capital city of Samaria, carted off a lot of the population into other parts of their empire that they had conquered, and then took conquered peoples from other areas of their empire, brought them into the northern kingdom. It was horrific. And then... After Micah has observed these events, then he casts his gaze over toward Jerusalem and what's happening happening in Jerusalem. And, and the kings and the leaders in Jerusalem are assessing taxes on the poor so that they can pay their tribute to the Assyrian Empire. And as the poor begin to get more and more crushed under the weight of the taxation. Landowners take, a, take on more and more land. And the inequity is all over the place. And Micah begins prophesying about this in the first three chapters of his little book. And then we get to chapter 4, and Micah begins to look forward into the future. For he sees that Jerusalem is someday going to fall because the same kinds of dynamics that were in place in Samaria are in place in Jerusalem. And in this little jewel of a text, we've got Micah looking forward to when God is going to bring forth a leader who will come from a quarter that is not 
what we would expect. Looks to a leader who is not going to come out of the power elites in Jerusalem, but who is going to come from Bethlehem. And in looking forward, Micah harkens back to Davidic language. But he's not looking at King David when King David was in power as king in Jerusalem. He's looking back to when David was a young shepherd, the youngest of brothers, the one who would least likely be thought of to be king. And he comes from Bethlehem, this little village that is not the seat of power. It's not where the government resides. It's not where the king's throne is. And Micah looks back and then looks forward and says, God is going to raise one up. Who's this one who is going to come from a place that we wouldn't expect a leader to come from. And this one is going to lead the people like a shepherd so they can dwell secure. And this one will be a leader of peace. Now, in our stress and anxiety and unrest and our relentless search for security and our deep desire for peace, for that is really what is at the bottom of our Advent hope, is a hope for peace. Um, into all this, there's been something very interesting that's been circulating on social media this week, and I am really grateful that it showed up on social media this week as I was working on my sermon, because it really goes with it. So how many of y'all are familiar with Charlie Brown Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Who, who has seen this blog entry this week, Michelle? You've seen it? Yeah, uh, yeah the two Michelles? Yep. All right. So I'm going to ask Mark to show this clip from Charlie Brown Christmas, and all I'm going to say, the only heads up I'm going to give you is watch the blanket. Watch the blanket, okay? Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. He shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Tyrone. Did you see it? He drops the blanket. 
Linus, who never, ever wants to be separated from his blanket. To the extent that he'll make it a part of his shepherd's costume. To the extent that he'll use it as a weapon, right? Linus, the one who never, ever wants to be separated from his security blanket, drops it. And it happens as he's quoting scripture when it says, fear not. And I don't think that that was accidental on Charles Schultz's part. Fear not. Drop the blanket. You think about blankets. Our children are born and they're little babies and we swaddle them in their blankets so that they can be warm and so that they can feel protected like they're still in the womb just as Jesus was when he was a baby. Blankets. I've got my favorite one that I love to curl up with on Sunday afternoon when I take my nap. Blankets who for homeless people can lay out the scope of their home for just a few hours. And yet Linus drops that blanket and speaks the words, Fear not. And we prepare for the birth of the one we call the Prince of Peace, who will be wrapped in swaddling blankets, but who will grow up and who will cast off those blankets and who will offer so much love, empowerment, and compassion to everyone he meets that he blows the doors off of everyone because he calls everyone to drop the blanket because the only true peace, the only true security we have is from God. That is the gift that God in Christ seeks to give us this Christmas. May that security and that peace take hold in our hearts and grow.